amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for blood round. It's time, it's time for blood round. Blood. Kevin grew up wrestling. Heavily invested. Time he did the same, so they have similar perspectives. The knowledge is extensive. Go ahead and mail a question. It's blood round. The best web wrestling presence. Collectively, they bless your ears each week with the podcast. Plus, they write, share, post, tweet. Not a place you can go to hear about a touchdown or field goal or home run, but you can hear about No jump shots, no puck stops, no fake kicks in the Royal Rumble. Just high cross, front headlocks, and Jordan Bros with a blast double. So, throw a mat. It ain't real wrestling if it's in a ring with no headgear or singlet. Single best show coming at you now. If you skip an episode, that means you tapped out. Make sure you make weight. Better shed a couple pounds. Throw a mat down. Listen, cause it's time for Blood Round. It's time for Blood Round now. 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 Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Blood Round Wrestling Podcast. Episode 163 coming at you. Bloodround.com's website. Uh, follow us pretty much anywhere you can find us. Uh, Facebook, at Twitter, on uh, at Bloodround on Twitter. Wow, easy there. And uh, you know, pretty much uh, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, all those good places. So go ahead and find us. Uh, follow us. I'm Tommy Baranowski coming at you. Uh, without my partner in crime tonight, Kevin Clanch is off. He's in Ann Arbor. Um, keep him in your thoughts and prayers. His uh, his his father is um, you know uh, not doing the best health wise. So um, we're giving him the week off here. Recording this uh, December nineteenth. Um, wanted to give you another great episode and something I've always wanted to do. So I've uh, taken the opportunity. And speaking of somebody we've tried to keep in our thoughts and prayers on this uh, show, my sister Casey Baranowski. Welcome to Blood Round. Long overdue, 163 episodes in. We finally get you. Welcome, Casey. Wow, thank you, thank you. Hello. <laughs> you got to speak into the microphone. Come on. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, Casey, my my sister, is going to join us for some good podcast excellence here. The tumorless Casey Baranowski. Tumorless Casey Baranowski. I will do my best. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Good to hear. So, uh, for those of you who don't know her, and she's uh, much more famous in wrestling circles than myself. Uh, the first girl in the country to have 100 wins and, uh, you know, was on the circuit for a while. And I just uh, wanted to dive into some pretty, uh, pretty crazy stories. Um, what's, a, what's a good one? The, uh, you know, getting thrown a punch at Kent County Classic after a seven-second oh, yeah. pin. Uh, ducking a kid trying to just knock me out and i missed it i had no idea he was trying to punch me i caught him <laughs> caught him in a cradle he was buried 
He came up swinging. I so, had no clue that his coach had him up in the air and was taking him out of the gym before I even really realized he had tried to punch me. <laughs> so basically, it was like the quarterfinals of the Kent County yeah, Classic. You I were just you, him. you were a sophomore, I believe. I think so. Yeah, I think it was a kid from Kenowa, and I just caught him clean and just buried him, and, and he was not happy. <laughs> So obviously, some pretty interesting reactions uh, to you beating up on the uh, on the boys at uh, the at the one hundred three pounders, and you know there had to be an interesting reaction. So a little history on us: we were um, our father was a wrestling coach, so we both started wrestling when we were five years old. And Correct. you're you weren't some sort of like social justice warrior. I'm going to go out oh, there no. and beat the guys you you just really liked wrestling i was bored to tears in the gym and we our dad and his brothers wrestled so we were in a gym every single saturday from our entire childhoods and it sure beat coloring and playing with toys so i wrestled and i wrestled freestyle mostly and i loved it i miss it (laughs) yeah the comeback i don't know now that we got you uh... i'm too old But, uh, so yeah, it's, it, it is kind of interesting. So you're graduating high school in 1998 and, but even before that, I mean, we got a, something Jason Bryant would like to get his hands on a 1993 program from the MHSA, from the Michigan freestyle state championships where Trisha Saunders gives yeah. you her phone number and address and says yeah she yeah. autographed it and uh yeah said to get a hold of her and to show up at some tournaments so that's kind of how the freestyle like the women's freestyle side of it had begun because i hadn't ever really wrestled in that side of things so yeah you didn't know i mean oh wait there's a women's world championship coming up or Correct. something <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, like oh here go compete in this tournament i think we went to the keystone in pennsylvania and it was like oh wow there's adult women to wrestle. It was pretty interesting and unique, but uh, I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was uh, it was fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. So when I I get to brag about going to the world team trials or the Olympic trials and sitting there with my sister talking wrestling all weekend, it's not so much. Uh, yeah, she's a fan. It's like she's actually talking about setups and different challenges and different that kind of stuff and. Oh, that girl kicked the shit out of me back in the Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how the rules have changed. The one, I think we wrestled a one five-minute period for most of my career. Yep. And then if you hadn't scored three points, there was an extra three minutes. Correct. And it just could go on forever and ever. And then there was a referee's decision. Was it a... Uh, yeah, and they were all whites mostly, I think. Yep. Yeah, there was some some amazing <laughs> rule changes throughout. I remember the first time, one of the first times I weighed in in Vegas. Um, the next time we weighed in in Vegas, they said we would be wearing singlets because a few women decided just to weigh in without anything. With the and the poor free, old dude freestyle referees about had heart attacks. So it's come a long way. And then what was the chicks' protest to that? They held them. They didn't carry. They didn't put them on. We just held them. <laughs> so, so they said you had to weigh in with singlets, and then their protest was they just held them in their hands. Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> so it was never-ending changes. Ponytail timeouts was like a thing to how to officiate for a while. That was, you know, always up in the air and how that would be handled at different tournaments. 
You were the queen of the ponytail timeout. Oh, the, definitely. The, yeah, the taking out the hairnet. Oh, yeah. Slowly putting. Dislocate my own shoulder to, for call potentially dangerous on myself and tie, <laughs> untie my shoes. <laughs> I cheated a lot, and at least in high school. Yeah, anytime the kids started to get some momentum, it was like Casey would just slowly, they'd go out of bounds, and she'd slowly take that hairnet out and then pretend like she forgot how to put it back together. Similar, similar I had to, hair broke all the time. Yep, similar to Sammy Sosa in front of Congress when he forgot how to speak English and Spanish. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> you got to use your advantages. Yeah, what are you going to do, tell a girl that she can't? put her hair back together i mean come on yeah that's very true that was one nice thing about being a girl and wrestling in high school is since i only weighed 103 pounds i got to beat up on freshmen mostly even when i was a senior so yeah you're 112 as a senior though right right I mean, yep yeah. but yeah. still you're saying mostly freshmen and sophomores yep um, and i had been wrestling for a good 10 years by that time so right that helped and a killer gramby yeah I or peterson for a lot of the people not from Michigan. Decent Grammy, decent high crotch series, wings, stacks. Didn't have a lot of muscle, so I had to finesse a lot of stuff. Yeah. We, uh, so our dad, uh, was the coach and our fresh, my, so I was a freshman. Casey was a senior. I was wrestling 145. Casey was wrestling 112. So kind of a weird dynamic that we were in the same lineup at the same time. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It is. It's weird to think, isn't it? It is. It's kind of like a weird thing to bring up. That to us, it's just this normalcy. But uh, yeah, this sport has been a part of our lives for so long. Considering twenty years later, we'll be in the same gym uh, roughing in a few weeks. So (laughs) it gets in your blood. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had just some like random. I did reach out to some people for some random questions too. So you'll (laughs) appreciate that. But. um, I, I rem- I've obviously corralled some pretty good stories. You're one of the people I talk to most on this planet. So this is a little weird in this format since I talk to you so right. often, but the, one of the funny things you've, I've, I've got a few of the funny things you've, you've told me over the years. Um, there was something about world team trials for women's freestyle. Now, granted, like. People are kind of used to, oh, the Olympic trials, you had women, men's freestyle, Greco, all at Carver-Hawkeye, packed arena, pretty cool setup. And you're saying, and I remember you were sitting there with me like, I think at like 2000, we were in some high school gym in Oklahoma or something like and that. And New Mexico, we went to New Mexico one year. Taos, New Mexico? Yeah, I think so, New Mexico. It had like a develop, it had a camp associated with it, so we actually stayed there for like three days. There's yeah, going to be a the, lot in this episode. Maybe, that... They maybe put out a three or four rows of bleachers. and <laughs> I still have the jacket for making that team. I recently found it. It made me so happy that I found it. Wow. Yeah, it's purple. <laughs> it's purple. It is purple. A USA wrestling jacket that's purple. There's going to be a lot of merchandise brought up in this episode and facts that they're just going to drive Jason Bryant nuts. Oh, yeah. That's okay. He's going to be, like, getting on his computer and he's just going to be... He's going to be making spreadsheets. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> yeah, Taos, New Mexico. What a weird spot. Yeah, it was a very odd little tiny, tiny town. 
It's supposed to be beautiful, and I think it's actually like it one of the- It is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. It's- it's actually like one of the suicide capitals of the I country am too. There's, of there's that like fact. a bridge that gets filmed in movies all the time. That's like, it it's had, like a really. It has this huge gorge or something like that. Our dad took it. Took me to. Um, there's like a society out there where they're just like living in the hills. So I got to witness that. That was odd to say the least. But <laughs> ate some bread. Tourist <laughs> tourist attraction. So, you get to, so, through Trisha Saunders, we learn that women's wrestling is basically a thing. You're getting the USA Wrestlings in the uh, in the mail, which Correct. is also a weird concept to kids these days, that uh, as, as old as we sound here, kids these days. But, <laughs> right. uh, but we didn't know where our freestyle tournaments were until that thing, like, came in the mail yeah, in, so like, you'd, you'd... February. Yeah, you'd have to mark it down and be like, oh, wow, Sparta changed their tournament. This is the week of their tournament this year. That was big news. <laughs> he had no clue. So you you had that. And then do you remember, like, a specific moment as far as, like, going to maybe a developmental camp or something along those lines and just being with a team of women and – thoughts about it or anything like I mean because you had to go to a few camps in Oklahoma or Colorado or something like that as far as right yeah I went to a couple of those the Oklahoma one I remember we stayed in the dorms and we had like uh, their linebacker was uh, <laughs> in control of the group TV and he said we're watching cops all week and we were like okay okay whatever you would like we'll watch cops all week <laughs> and no control of the TV but it was I wasn't, I didn't, because I had switched to folk style and hadn't wrestled so much freestyle, it had been a while. It was interesting trying to learn back to go back to the rolls and to go back to the leg laces and stuff I had gotten away from, but I was able to compete, and I ended up being a little bit tall for the weight class, which was odd, because, you know, only wrestling high school boys, you don't ever really compare yourself to really yourself. So it was interesting to all of a sudden learn that I'm tall for a weight class and to adjust. But, I don't know, it was, it was fun, but it was definitely, and plus there were uh, girls of all weight classes too, so a different, little different team environment than what I was used to. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the good stories I remember is the, warming up before the Dave Schultz finals. I forget what year it is. I think it's like, I think it's early. I think it's like 97, 98, 99. Um, and you have Chael Sonnen in the finals. I think you have Dan Henderson, uh, Rulon Gardner. And yeah, and you guys are all warming up in the back. And we found a judo helmet down in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> There's like all these mats you can run on in the basement. And I don't remember who it was, was running around in a judo helmet. It was awesome. Yeah, I lost in the finals. I can't remember to who. But I remember I caught a girl in a lateral drop to make the finals. So I think I was like the four seed or something. Third or fourth Second or third seed. A lat drop? Oh, yeah. It was my only throw. <laughs> um, toughest girl you ever wrestled? Oh, wow. No, Marie Prado, I always had a difficult time with because she was tiny and fast. 
And with that adjustment for being tall for my weight class, she always kicked my butt really well. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and now, uh, you know, being uh, being old and retired with myself here, like going to watch the trials and everything in freestyle and getting to see women's wrestling and all the women's programs uh, popping up and now, you know, possibly – USA Wrestling basically saying that we have Division One programs saying they will do it if the NCAA makes it a sport. Um, I mean, your thoughts on, you know, I mean, you went to Missouri Valley. You, I, I didn't mean, go when, to class, though. <laughs> when, when college wrestling was in its uh, infant and when women's college wrestling was in its infancy, I mean, you're – you're seeing, I think they're up to almost 40 programs now or something along those lines. And, and yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's crazy to see that, um, you know, they're having these tournaments and I, I remember seeing results of a tournament this weekend. I'm, I'm, I apologize. I'm a little lazy for not remembering, but you know, there was a good 16, 18 teams there and they just had, that's, yeah, you know, that's chicks amazing. battling and every weight class had at least six placers. So, I mean, there's girls getting matches and then that's just, yeah, that's great. Five matches in a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's... that's great to see. I, I like that it's getting – the girls are getting more athletic as well. Like, I'd like to see more – you see, as the dudes are getting more and more athletic, they can scramble so much better. And I think as the women – as we get more and more numbers and better and better athletes, you'll just start to see them taking more chances and, you know, bringing a, a higher amount of athletic uh, – you know, whether it's throws or more explosive. Well, Helen Marulis has done such a good job with Kendall Cross and her personal coach, Valentine, and but coming up with, you know, these two-on-ones and foot sweeps and everything like that. Victoria Anthony with, uh, you know, an inside trip and those kind of things where they're, I guess, trusting their athleticism a little bit yeah. more. I think we see it now more and more where it does, it seems like it's more of a feel thing. A lot of, so many women's didn't start wrestling until later in life where they just didn't, the in, the instincts aren't there as much to get more creative and to just trust your body so much. Like kids, you know, guys that have been wrestling, you know, when they're 18, they can, they know where they're going at all times. But if you were a female that started wrestling when you were 14, you probably don't have that body awareness. Right, and how many matches against girls do you have under your belt? It's that not... too. Yeah, we're very flexible, and yeah, so and just so much more fluid. So if you don't have that mat time and awareness, you just don't see as much, you know, athletic with the spectacular throws and stuff like that. But it's getting there. It's getting better. In in the effort of sounding like an ugly male, you gals are flexible. Your hips yeah. are a little bit. Lower. <laughs> yes, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> is is that something that's a little I, – because I imagine, like, a lot of the 103s and 112s I see are these sort of string beanie, right. you know, guys with, like, zero hips. They yeah. just they, – they have no butt whatsoever. They have no shoulders, no butt yet. They're – you know, like Kevin right. says, they're 10 boy. Yes. <laughs> I think I just naturally, too, have a lower center of gravity on some things. You'll see You'll see how women just move differently. So, of course, they're going to defend a takedown differently. 
they might feel more comfortable, you know, getting shot in at. And because lower, their center of gravity is lower, it's just naturally easier to defend from there. Do you remember any of that specifically as far as, like, I mean, because you, you like to shoot a lot, I mean, when oh, you definitely. were a kid. Yeah. I just, yeah, I remember just as I adjusted to the height thing, getting tossed more than I ever had in my life, so. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it was a heck of a thing to learn. <laughs> um, now, and then, of course, I talked to you into roughing yes, a couple years yes, ago. Yes, you did. And, and so, again, you're not doing it as some sort of, uh, I'm going to be the first female to ref in the NFL kind of thing. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, or anything like that. You just, uh, you like being on the mat, you like wrestling, and you're out there, uh, out there reffing some high school. Yeah, I appreciate the effort and the hustle it takes to ref well. And I love the sport, so it's nice to be around it. And the wrestling people are are great people. There's a lot of them that are still the same from when we were kids, which is amazing. What's the lady's name of the pencil case in Sparta? Pam Kick. Pam Kick's pencil Rick. case yeah, yeah, that yeah. she's had for, you know, 35 years. It's been to every single tournament. So it's great to be part of it. It is a special thing to walk up to a table and go, oh, okay. It's Mrs. Kick and Mrs. Right. Gitchell. I'm, I'm yeah. okay. I know, I'm, yeah. I, I, always I, go to the mat that's got a mom on it, always. <laughs> as long as she's been to a wrestling tournament before. Yeah, some of these moms that you've seen for years, you're just like, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. You know, just it's going to be uh, Mrs. Cruzinga. Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, out there in Allendale. Mm-hmm. I know, it's, it's, it's funny. I get these big hugs and then I get ridiculed usually about my lifestyle choices, and then they do an awesome job at the table. Right, and they make sure you got water and everything you need throughout the day. (laughs) And they don't take any crap from the coaches. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Although Mrs. Kruzinka will... Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com criticize my color choices oh yeah and I purple's don't red <laughs> and, and we started uh, doing freestyle which i think is kind of a interesting thing we started rough and freestyle when we were in high school correct just to make money so we could wrestle too <laughs> right right <laughs> that friday was nights well the one year we were at michigan wrestling camp and we ref some freestyle at the ice arena Oh, yeah. And then went back to the wrestling camp, and it was like, all right, we got some money back in our pockets. Like, this is great. I mean, we were walking down from the South Quad, <laughs> you know, putting on the white shirt to go ref and then going back to practice. Like, and we'd ref adults, too. That always cracked. The open adults, <laughs> you'd get, like, dudes showing up that just got out of work, just, you know, shorts and a T-shirt on, waiting at 155 for the day, paid their 20 bucks. And the great Billy Fix. The great Billy Fix. Billy Fix was this legendary guy, ponytail down to his butt. And he would just go out there and basically stand straight up. He was like the out of shape Dylan Ness. He just right. would he would just stand there 
and just yeah shoot in on me and these like college wrestlers these ripped 21 year old dudes would shoot in and they'd get rolled around and the next thing they knew they were losing like six to two yeah he was filthy yeah absolutely and, and he it, just and looked, he looked like he had worked all day he had a like he would just <laughs> instead of going to the bar he was just gonna go wrestle a wrestling tournament <laughs> before he went to the bar <laughs> before he went to the bar uh I always say one of my greatest like achievements in wrestling was I refed during the Sparta Friday night tournament as a junior in high school. I won the uh, the open freestyle division at like 2 a.m. And right. about 12, I teched the guy and about 12 people, it was the last match of the night. And about nice. 12 people, like, stood up and clapped, grabbed their coats, and left. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like... the spice down. <laughs> it was just... The idea that that actually happened sounds completely farcical, and I, I oh, yeah. don't mind if you don't believe me. I, I was I don't to mind. tell a kid this weekend about uh, staging areas. Oh, yeah. In freestyle, he had no idea what I was talking about. It was like, yeah, you'd go up there, you'd stand around, they would announce whoever you were wrestling and then you would walk side by side to the whatever mat you were called at and he's like why would they do that this makes no sense because we didn't have technology <laughs> right. the only... and if you lost your bow card that was like the end of days there was like you just ruined the tournament the would... bow card disappeared and each mat had a balloon oh, and when they needed the a balloon. new bout card they just bounce the balloon bounce the balloon yeah mat 3 keep them moving and now on mat 3 yep so you and your buddy had walked down the stairs yep that was that was always good there was like two good moments of that i remember from a kid as the one with uh with Jacob Schrock the first time we wrestled his dad came up and like was like hey you're Tommy you're Tommy Baranowski oh i'm so looking forward to this so looking forward to this and i'm like all, all right, like, and it turns out his son had never lost. Oh, nice! And that's why he was so happy. He was like, he was hoping that I was going to be at one of the tournaments that Jacob was at because his son had never lost, and that was just a weird thing that this dad like was so happy that we were about to <laughs> wrestle. Like, oh, thank gosh, you know. And then, uh, um, and the other one was I think I was like ten, and. I was wrestling like a chubby kid weight class. Like when I was 10, I was like just big enough to still be allowed to carry the ball and youth football. Okay. And (laughs) because they weighed you in. And if you weighed in over a certain amount, you got big black, you got big black X's on your hands. You couldn't carry the ball legally. What? There was a weight class for oh, yeah. to carry the ball? Yeah, I remember watching DJ Wagenborg do laps before oh weigh-ins, Lord. before youth football. Just so we could play running back? Yeah. Were there weight restrictions on any other positions? No. Just running back? Yeah. And, like, quarterback? So you didn't, like, break kids okay. trying to tackle just you. just bulldozing kids? Yeah. Gotcha. So you didn't have just, like, one 200-pound so, kid out there. Just... So if you were overweight, you could play, like, lineman or something. Sure. You weren't You weren't secluded. From, right. You just couldn't. Okay. You couldn't carry the ball. Right. Could you imagine if a child had that goal in life? Like, next year I'm going to be able to get to play running back. <laughs> I just got to eat some less pretzels. <laughs> pretzels are delicious, though. <laughs> they are. So... But that was me when I was, like, 10. So I'm just, like, pinning chubby kids in bundles 
Like, nice. yeah, and and oh, the tables, rolling kids in the tables. Oh, that was always good too. Yeah, that was a good one of the bundles. And uh, this kid from like Door, Wayland Door, Moline. Remember they were a oh, club? Yeah. WDM. Uh, <laughs> this kid from down there. It's like, how long you been wrestling? Because we're in staging. <laughs> oh yeah, you're in staging. Your group had been called the staging. And so, yep, yeah, to set the table. So basically, all nine, ten year olds, all division two, you report to staging. Is basically, and Correct. all of you would go up to like the balcony, and they would just you'd be just like, about so and so and so and so, and they'd hand your bout card, and then you'd wait for the announcer. The announcer would wait for a bouncing balloon, and then. <laughs> <laughs> then he would, and then he would go. And next up on mat three, Tommy Baranowski and little white trash kid and from Waylandor Moline. And you'd go down there, and he's like trying to like talk shit to me. Nice. And he's just like, "How long you been wrestling?" I'm like, "A while." And he's just like, "How long, man?" And and he's like, and I'm just like, "What the hell's wrong with this kid?" And then he's like, "How long?" And I'm like, five years." He's like, I've been wrestling for six years. Oh, fancy. <laughs> Which, kind of impossible, because that means he was wrestling when he was like three and a half or right. four, kind of at this point. So Maybe he's just, a superstar. Right. And then his like buddy was like, yeah, don't do not do that. Like, don't." He's like trying to talk. <laughs> like, and, and it was just kind of like funny. I just remember this kid talking shit to me. I think I pinned him in like 15 seconds. <laughs> right. Like, you know, because he had no idea what he was doing. I never thought to use the staging area as intimidation area. <laughs> Stare down your opponent. But when Jim Carroll and I were like 14 and doing it, and we were just like making your mom jokes at each other <laughs> the entire time. Jim Carroll, one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet, head coach at Portage uh, right now. One of the best dudes you'll ever meet. Him and I ended up coaching together later on in life and everything like that. We were like 14, just like, uh, you know, just like. Uh, well, is your mom going to cry later when I beat you? Like, will she have a picture of me on your mantle this year for Easter? Like, should I come over for dinner tomorrow? Like, and we were just, like, laughing and joking the entire time. Uh, great times. Staging. That just brings up so many weird. It does. It's a blast from the past because I was in Middleville's gym this weekend. With, and I looked up there. And there it was, the staging area. <laughs> Yeah, and then you'd be refing, and then you'd hear your division get called to staging, and you'd be like, oh, man, I got to go. Someone's got to take yeah. this mat over. Um, BDI wants to know why you punched him in the face. Oh, he was drinking his beer too slow? He, <laughs> and then he had to drink it out of his straw? I don't know. I don't know. He was he had a nosebleed <laughs> for some reason bleed. at the Olympic trials. I was pretty deep into my cups. <laughs> He wants to know your best Christmas movie. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm a sucker for Love Actually. I oh, like... <laughs> wow. The female and comes ser- out. Serendipity. I love them both. Oh, no. Yeah, it's terrible. But I love the Christmas story. I will add, I will watch that at least once every Christmas, and it makes me laugh. Did you watch the live thing this weekend? No. It was. It's very odd. It was very odd. <laughs> I only saw like 10 minutes of it. <laughs> Uh, best side dish. Oh, best side dish. I love to eat. It's one nice thing about wrestling is it keeps you in somewhat decent shape and roughing this too. I would probably say a pasta salad. That's probably my favorite go-to side dish. 
put lots of stuff in it, tomatoes, black olives, whatever else I can get my hands on. You're a big olive fan. I do love olives. They are disgustingly delicious. <laughs> and I love Raymond, too. Eric always talking about going to Slurping Turtle. Oh, yeah, Eric Olanowski and yeah. you going to Slurping Turtle before uh, the Michigan duels in Ann Arbor there. Yep. Favorite wing sauce? Oh, um, I like... Uh, I love how I asked you about all these wrestling in-depth questions, <laughs> I love but food the question. food questions just get a much better reaction. I do. I do love... I love Frank's. Frank's is like my absolute favorite uh, wing sauce. Frank's. <laughs> I love anything with bourbon or honey or garlic. So B-dubs, I bounce around like garlic parm or... Oh, the Asian Zing's one of my favorites there. Nice. Kevin wants to know how old you were when you couldn't beat me up anymore. Oh. 30, 31 <laughs> is what he guessed. Tommy has been bigger than me almost my entire life, which is, uh, <laughs> I'm three years older than him. And he was probably bigger than me when I was seven. You were a pretty decent sized kid. <laughs> so I had to just out quick him and, uh. Try to stay out of his reach, I guess. But we beat the hell out of each other growing up, so <laughs> it was pretty, pretty even for a while. Two two memories that didn't go my way right <laughs> off the top was the one with the uh, dad's winter gloves boxing oh my God, matches. We had a babysitter too, and I <laughs> tell the babysitter, I like, I just knocked Tommy out, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I just accidentally knocked Tommy out." <laughs> You might want to go see if he's okay. Yeah, you knocked me into uh, (laughs) our little sister's uh, easy bake oven. Yeah, it was like a kitchen thing. Kitchen, a plastic kitchen. And I'm just like, I just come to with this kitchen on top of me. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't supposed to. We would box with winter gloves, and we weren't supposed to hit each other in the face. And I was probably getting beat, so I just (laughs) hit him in the chin. And then the other one was one of our favorite things to do, which I got I got to do with Chloe now that she's getting to the age. Um, nerf basketball on our knees. Oh, yeah. We'd play knee football. We'd play knee basketball because our mother would not yell at us if we were on our knees. <laughs> Anything could be a game. So, I... so we're playing nerf basketball, and I went to get the ball on my feet and you shoved me and I kicked my laundry basket, fell off balance and put my head through my window. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's accurate. (laughs) I remember when we, I tried to, mom wouldn't let us go sledding. So I tried to take a sledding down the steps and we had the landing on the back of the house. I had opened up the back door. (laughs) You made it all the way through. (laughs) I crashed off the sled, and I still have a scar on my chin from that. (laughs) We just went rip-snorting down the stairs on a sled. (laughs) It's amazing we survived. (laughs) Oh, man, that's good stuff. And when I mean head through the window, I mean literally through the window. The window was done. It broke. It was completely broken. (laughs) Do you remember when the window fell out of the van with Dad? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Dad, the window just fell out. What? Didn't believe us. We broke so much stuff. (laughs) 
<laughs> he was pretty furious about that one. Ah, <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, man. Of course, Jason Bryant wants to know why you could uh, drink me under the table in Madison. Oh, because you got Bill Cosby. I think I stand by that story because <laughs> my tab was sixteen dollars. I don't. I'm a professional, folks. That does not happen. That started the tradition of having to take a picture of my hotel room number because they wouldn't let me back in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what hotel room number was mine. Um. Ben from the Inside Trip. Um, hi, ben. What, what wants her to know? Ask her who wins in a fight: her or the entire crew that threw the chicken tender. <laughs> I still would like to get my hands on that dude in the blue shirt. The big fat fucker. <laughs> oh yeah, his belly's hanging out. And he had like Good a Lord. Jesus shirt on or something yeah. like that too. Yeah, it was. He was a sloppy mess. <laughs> chicken tender fights. And Brandon had asked, I think we kind of covered it, we'd love to hear her thoughts on women's wrestling now compared to where it was when she competed. I, it's just night and day, right? I mean, yeah, basically. Yeah, athleticism. There were so many more stalemates when we were wrestling because we just get, you know, we just see women get stuck. Like, oh, well, I shot, I didn't get it, I tried to shuck out of it, I didn't get it, and this girl's, you know, got an underhook in, and, you know, we just wait, and they call stalemate and go up. They're just... Just the lack of instincts of, and you just see girls flow so much better nowadays. It is interesting to see the reshots, the reattacks, the short offense, definitely all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, able to put is, moves together. Yeah, it is so much better. But, but again, I mean, can you imagine if you were going to women's freestyle camps from the age of like ten, you know, oh, all the yeah. way up? I, I mean, that's yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> so the opportunities being out there is just such a such a big deal. Yeah, it's great. It's great to see. Any other weird memories you have before we sign off here? I mean, uh, can I tell my Olson first day of practice story? Yes. <laughs> Fresh. So Olson was pretty. Uh, we just discussed Olson yeah, at length heard... with the Twitter photo. And yeah, the, I saw yeah, the Twitter yeah. photo. So yeah, Olson, get it done. You got to get it done. <laughs> So he tells me to bring a friend on my first day of practice because we didn't have a three pounder. So he what said, "What year is this? Ninety five? No, your your my freshman year. Your freshman year. Because like, I did okay. not know if I was going to wrestle free like wrestle folk style in high school. Like I just you know okay. I had, middle school was what ten matches a year. Middle school wrestling back then wasn't like no, it was like ten twelve matches and." So he tells me to bring a friend, so I bring uh, sweet little Abby Brown to practice, <laughs> who hasn't wrestled a day in her life. And by the way, Abby Brown looks like a Peanuts character. She's <laughs> little adorable. brunette, adorable brunette, tiny little thing with freckles. Olsen's just putting her through the paces that I'm, <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing my move, doing, you know, practicing on her, and she's terrible. And uh, although I'm, I am pretty certain he got her in a group of three, which is, <laughs> which just still blows my mind. But after that, he just, just he said I could come without a friend and I could just practice amongst the team. But I still just find it amazing that he worked her into a group of three. <laughs> Here, Abby, go take downs. <laughs> He's a great guy. Olson's one of my favorite people. He is. 
He is Olsen. He is Olsen. That is just, you know, there's just no one more Olsen than Olsen. No, he is incredible. And there's something very satisfying about the world, knowing that there's an <laughs> yes. Olsen out there. Yes, there is. It's fantastic. Oh, man. what? And then the other one was, I thought you were bringing up the first day of practice when you were a senior. Like, you, you're supposed to be a captain. You're supposed to be a oh, leader. Oh, yeah, I'm bleeding out of my face. My eyebrow got destroyed. Yeah, you caught a knee or I something? I caught an like- elbow on, like, a stand-up drill or something. So I was trying to get it cleaned up in the bathroom in the girls' locker room, and he just comes barging in there yelling at me about being a leader, and how I need to... <laughs> show myself and i was like all right olsen take a look around <laughs> it was great he was oblivious Fantastic. he'd go to the, he'd go to the mattress mattresses for you he's such a great guy yeah fantastic oh him man. and watson fighting do you remember that oh yeah <laughs> getting all fiery well then, well there was the year Watson just forfeited. We were we were down by like three going to the last three matches, eighty nine, two fifteen, and two eighty five. Watson just forfeited the last three <laughs> and left. Garcia, <laughs> and Olson was just pissed. Yeah, but oh well. Uh, yeah, that'll happen. All's fair in love and war. That's for sure. <laughs> well, this has been fun, Casey. I didn't want to keep you for too long. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, you, know, you uh made my blood round debut. Your blood round debut. <laughs> Hopefully we didn't terrify you too much no, here. It was fine. It was it, fun. Casey did say that uh it's starting to get out of hand when she gets asked about it while she's reffing. Yeah, I got I get a couple of fanboys pop up here now talking about blood <laughs> round. It's great. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, she's like she called me I think last year during the season. All right, this is getting a little out of hand. Like <laughs> Are you the blood? Round? I got the blood round backpack. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That <laughs> was one support of, the brand. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things too. The uh, uh, the one kid was like, "Oh, you got the backpack, man!" I listened to Blood Round too, and I was like, "Cool, man." <laughs> then, like as I was walking away, he was like, "Oh, wait a minute, are you?" <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, yeah, man. Oh, that that backpack went to. Um, I took it to Iceland and Copenhagen. See? Yeah, it's a great travel backpack. I highly recommend it. (laughs) It fits on all airlines. And the t-shirt's great. You got a t-shirt, too. Oh, the t-shirt is great. Yeah, so... uh, I'm getting my blood round swag. (laughs) So make sure you DM Clonchinator if he's a little slow to get back to you. You know, it's kind of Christmas season, but... uh, We'll we'll get them out to you. We do have a few left in stock here. You guys have been doing great. Thank you so much for the support out there. We really, really appreciate it. Um, Man, hard to believe, but uh, it'll be after Christmas by the time we uh, get back to you here. So have a great week. Have a Merry Christmas or whatever holidays you guys uh, celebrate out there and gals. And, uh, you know, as always, in the spirit of Kevin, I feel unworthy of being able to be the one who says it, but... Rock on. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.